dudes, this is the big game. I'm Justin Hargett. Baseball is back. The national pastime has resumed its daily rituals, and every team still has a chance at a title. Even you, New York Mets. Returning guest Sam Vucinic and I went out to Dodger Stadium last week to catch the final game of LA's opening series with the San Diego Padres. It was a hell of a game. Adrian Gonzalez smashed three solo home runs to put the Dodgers ahead and get the win. I hope you enjoyed the opening day conversation. We'll check back in at the quarterway mark once European soccer, the NBA, and NHL have all handed out their hardware. Then the only thing we have left to watch is baseball. Enjoy the conversation. All right. Hey, Sam. Thanks for uh, coming back to the big game. Thanks for having me. Uh, and also thanks for, for being here for our second live in-studio recording. It's it's great to be here. Um, I was hoping I could have a, a cat hang out, just sort of chill, but it has no interest in that. I have not realized my podcast dream. <laughs> yeah, she's she's not really into that. She's not she's not here for the guests. We we don't have a yeah we don't have a guest cat. <laughs> we we also we don't have swag yet. You you do have a beer. Um, yeah. So you're you're welcome. I think that's the most anyone's been paid to be on the big game yet so far. Oh, that's fine. I'm, here, I'm just here for the exposure. <laughs> yeah. So you can catch him at Sam Vucinich on Twitter, right? Yes. Okay. So we're here today to talk about uh, talk about baseball, to talk about opening day, the opening series. Um, we're in Los Angeles. You're a big Dodgers fan. Um, so we got tickets to the Dodgers-Padres game last night, which was game three of the opening series. Um, and it was uh, a rubber match. Each team had 1-1 coming into this. Um, and we saw we saw some fireworks out there. Um, the Dodgers came away with the win, 7-4. Adrian Gonzalez hit three home runs, um, which was just phenomenal to see. Um, and the Padres went home. But, they, you know, they didn't look too bad. They got some runs up early, uh, but they just couldn't compete with the firepower that the Dodgers had last night. So, so your first impressions of the game, your first impressions of the season and the series so far? So one of the things uh, about this series is the, the Dodgers, to an extent, but the Padres especially, have a much different look team than they did uh, even a few months ago. Um, they made a lot of off-season trades and signings, and, um, I mean, really just revamped kind of almost everybody from their starting lineup. That's going to make their season series with the Dodgers really, really interesting. I don't think it'll be lopsided. I think it'll be closer to both teams being around 500, maybe 600, 400. Well, did, did the Dodgers win the um, the division last season or did the Giants win? I should know that. I believe the Dodgers won. I kind of blurred everything else out uh Every time we lose to St. Louis in the postseason, I just sort of forget and start blank. Yeah, you never you never want to play the Cardinals in the postseason. No, not in St. Louis. Well, so so you're saying the Padres have basically revamped their lineup. I remember reading um, a couple of articles um, that were saying, you know, we're not a small market team anymore. We're going to start, you know, playing with the big boys, playing with the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers have a stacked lineup. I mean, they look like an all-star team. I mean, maybe an all-star team from 2011, but still they've got Jimmy Rollins, Howie Kendrick, Carl Crawford, Juan Uribe. Um, they've got a lot of big bats in there, uh, not to mention Adrian Gonzalez and uh, Yaziel Puig. Yeah, and um, San Diego 
one of the huge, huge uh, changes in their lineup um, was the Dodgers trading Matt Kemp. We had uh, a pretty crowded outfield um, for most of the last season with, I could be biased here because he's my favorite player, but Andre Ethier kind of became the odd man out with Puig, Kemp, and Crawford, um, mostly the, the outfield lineup, depending on you know injuries, of course. And we didn't even see Ethier last night. He was, he's still the odd man out. Yeah. After Matt Kemp left He appeared team. as a pinch hitter in the first game, and I think um, as well in the second, um, and had a little bit of outfield time. They traded Matt Kemp. Um, money was uh, most of that. Their payroll, I mean, we know last season I mean, it's was historically second, huge. Second to the Yankees, right? Uh, I think we were more than, I think it was higher now. last year. Yeah. And if not, it was definitely second. So trading Matt Kemp was, at least in my opinion, but I'm pretty certain of this, it was financial. I loved seeing Matt Kemp play. It was weird to see him in a Padres uniform. I've told that to just about everybody I discussed baseball with. Well, he got a standing ovation uh, at his first at-bat in the first game, and then he was roundly booed uh, every at-bat since. And we, we saw it last night. I mean, there was... No love for Matt Kemp last night at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, I don't get that at all. Um, I mean, I think it's just it's. I don't know if it's in fun. Yeah, necessarily, I don't. It's, but it's not mean. It certainly wasn't. There was no, like, really, really mean spiritedness behind that. It was, but it's still. I just. I. I'm not going to put forth the effort to boo Matt Kemp at Dodger Stadium, <laughs> and especially not on the third game of the season. Yeah. Well, so it's it's early, and that's one of the things I want to talk about because. You know, baseball is a different sport, uh, literally in, in every sense of the meaning. It's a different sport than other sports. But uh, just in the sense that, you know, a big game in baseball, you kind of think of game sevens. Those are those are the big games usually. Maybe you go to some, you know, intercity rivalries or, you know, Red Sox-Yankees. Those are always a big game. Um and, you know, Dodgers-Padres is, you know, Southern California rivalry. It should be a big game. But the the importance, the kind of the meaning right now, it's 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 still early. You know, not a lot of what happened last night is really going to matter in the long run. Like you were saying uh, earlier before we started taping, you know, there are nine players on the field on each team. They're going to have their ups and downs throughout the season. There's going to be hot streaks. There's going to be slumps. Um so, so not much of what happens early on really matters. It, you know, it's kind of wait until you get until June, July. You see how kind of the averages uh, sh- shape out for, for the season at that point. Because that's what baseball is. A baseball is a game of average. And you want to be, you know, you want to bat above 300. You want to uh, you want to get 80 plus wins a season. It doesn't, it doesn't really come down to the single games quite as much as it does, uh, you know, especially in the NFL or college football where every game matters, you know, less so in soccer and basketball, but they're still important matchups. Um, so, so can you talk a little bit about, you know, what opening the opening series, opening day means for baseball fans? Yeah, um, I mean, part of it is uh, there's six months or so um, since the World Series um, to opening day, and uh, so there are a lot of trades in the offseason, a lot of people move around. Some teams look completely different year to year. The Dodgers mostly look the same. And a few notable exceptions, again, in the outfield and also uh, our middle infielders, which we'll get to in a second. Every team pretty much has reason to be optimistic this early in the season. Some teams just won't. Uh, if you're a Braves fan, I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> a couple hours before opening day, they traded Craig Kimbrell, who 
was one of the faces of the franchise, if, if not the face of the franchise. Um, I didn't realize that Justin Upton had left uh, Atlanta for San Diego until, or a few months ago until this game. And um, they're just kind of dumping salary right now. So they're in, you know, what people will call a rebuilding year. But, I mean, every team is kind of constantly rebuilding and replenishing their farm system. They just might be more sort of top-heavy and have no farm system, as the Yankees were pretty good at doing for a decade or two. You know, the Dodgers are sort of in danger of doing that um, as of a couple years ago. But so every team's trying to have, you know, a solid farm system and, you know, a team that can compete for the World Series. Um, but I mean, at the very basic level, it's just, I mean, it's the beginning of spring. It's really hope. Hope yeah. is eternal. <laughs> there's hope a springs <laughs> eternal. There, there's a lot of optimism. It's getting back into just the sort of rituals of baseball, um, which if you're a Dodgers fan, that probably involves, um, hearing Vince Scully call games on TV or the radio for the first three innings. And then, yeah, it's just kind of, um, you just sort of really feel how much you've missed baseball uh, more so than anything else because you really there is no year-round opportunity to watch it whereas you know I can watch soccer either international or national teams or the MLS or the Premier League or you know other leagues in Europe or anywhere else really sort of year-round there's something baseball is very much I mean except for spring training it's very much like April to October and you know the World Series is typically probably goes in November, but most teams, um, it's, you know, you get into September at least. Um, and then from there you might sort of, sort of trail off and yeah, my, my old joke was, uh, and, and this was relevant until the last season where, you know, basically every team has a chance in lesser Kansas city. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> surprising. And now that team was Pittsburgh for a very long time. Yeah. And, and now they have, they have a good team as well. So, you know, I think there, there has been something, in baseball for the last five years that the parody has really even I mean like you know to be fair the Giants have won three of those World Series but overall I think some of the teams in the smaller markets have been able to rise above that a little bit the Yankees haven't been the Yankees and the Red Sox haven't been as dominant as they were maybe in the previous decade but even with the Giants um, I mean Giants fans will be some of the first to tell you that they won at least two of those series just by being scrappy and finding and Bruce Bochy being kind of a genius and just really having a sense of who to play when and you know when to pull a pitcher and the Giants did it with just really smart some veteran pickups you know they didn't do it by signing Matt Kemp and Justin Upton and all right let's ease up Andrew McCutcheon and no I'm ease up on the Padres right here before we Let's, but let's get let's get to the game itself. So, uh, Adrian Gonzalez, as we mentioned, hit three towering home runs in his first three at bats, and this is like you know, in in uh, in a vacuum, that's impressive. You know, three home runs in a game is is just phenomenal. Is you know, it's the first time Gonzalez had ever done it in his career. Um, that's surprising to me. But not only that. But he hit a home run the day before, and he hit a home run the day before that. So it's three games into the season, and this guy's already got five home runs. So something is working right now for Gonzalez. I mean, you you watched the Dodgers last season. Uh, how did he do last year? And, I mean, is this abnormal, or is this this is where you're going to get your runs, and, and you kind of knew that coming into the game? 
if anyone was going to hit three home runs for us and I had to guess who it would be, I would say Adrian because he is a smart hitter and he's also a power hitter and he's just kind of been the most steady presence over the past several years. He's generally been healthy. I can't really remember any long stints on the DL for him. Carl Crawford has been very good when he's healthy. Matt Kemp had a lot of injury problems, but he was also, you know, better to have on the field than not. And Ethier also had some injuries here and there that limited his playing time. But, you know, when... I remember... I mean, everyone remembers when um, Yasel Puig came up and he just kind of took the league just completely by storm... Um, I hate to use that cliche, but I mean, he really just sort of made the league fun to watch. You know, you can't keep up the kind of pace he had over a full season. And, you know, he's a young player. He's very, very aggressive on the base pass, which, you know, even last night got an out because he got stuck in between first and second on a play shouldn't have been yeah. that far ahead. But his aggressive base running is also, you know, he'll get the third on hits that other people in him only make a double. Um, but either way, um, you know, Adrian's always just a very calm, consistent presence in the lineup, in the clubhouse, I'm sure. Um, but he produces just consistently. Yeah, he's a really nondescript star. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, when we faced him um, when he was on the Padres, and I I don't remember if he faced the Dodgers as a Red Sox. You know, there are all, always those players that on the other team that... Um, you know, if there's two on or something and they come up, you think, oh, this is not preferable. <laughs> um, and any time Hallie Kendrick would come up um, when he played for the Angels against us, it was the same situation where, um, you know, he, he was always a threat to get a hit. Um, and he's batting, you know, 400 right now, which will probably go down a bit, a little bit. But um, it's the same thing that our, our lineup um, has a lot of those guys in it now, which is great. Yeah, I, I mentioned this at the game last night, is that the Dodgers lineup here reminds me a lot of the uh, 2006 Mets, where you had the young guys who came up through the farm system, you had Jose Reyes and David Wright, but then you also had around them um, big free agent signing all-stars in uh, Carlos Beltran um, and Carlos Delgado, and they had like... You know, they had good pitching. They had you know, actually pretty great pitching um, in Pedro Martinez and Tom Glavin, although it was, you know, uh, aging stars. Um, but they had so much firepower that you knew Jose Reyes was going to get on and somebody was going to get him home. In the Dodgers lineup right now, it kind of looks like that. I mean, Roll- like Jimmy Rollins is a guy I'm very familiar with because he played so well for Philadelphia for so long against the Mets. And he's the kind of guy that's going to get on base early. And then you've got Puig. Gonzalez and Kendrick following him in in the order and like that's that's lethal. No wonder they scored seven runs in this game and they scored I think five of them in the first three innings. Yeah, and um, that actually extends to our pitchers too. People know Clayton Kershaw and Zach Greinke um, in particular, um, and Hyunjin Ryu are really really solid pitchers. I mean, there's a couple Cy Youngs in that mix, and um, Clayton's not that old. And neither is Granky, um, but Granky is also a Silver Slugger Award winner. Kershaw loves to bat. McCarthy showed a really good eye at the plate last night, and Ryu, um, when he's he'll be back um, from injury soon. He's also, you know, if they walk the number eight hitter, and he's pitching, the inning's not over. <laughs> so, 
I love that about our lineup too, and that we always seem to kind of get pitchers that like to hit. Well, we should talk about Brandon McCarthy, the Dodgers starting pitcher last night, because here's a guy that is, you know, right now. Uh, third in the order of starting pitchers, but probably fourth. Yeah, I'll probably drop down um, when when Ryu comes back. Um, but you know, he had you know aside from Adrian Gonzalez's three home runs, I think he was kind of involved in what was the other big play of the game, which was uh, he was at bat. The bases were loaded. Um, the Padres pitcher Andrew Kashner, uh, you know, had him kind of. I think there were two outs in the inning at that point, right? I believe um, so. And he, you know, he was he was kind of in a place where he was like, "All right, I got the pitcher up now, and we're just gonna mow him down. And we're gonna get out of trouble. I'm not gonna give up these runs here." But he just wasn't able to do it, and he ended up walking McCarthy um, after kind of a long at bat, and he walked home a run, and that kind of led to uh, more damage later in the inning. So yeah, like you said, it's 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 nice to have uh, a pitcher that can hit um, and a pitcher that has a good eye for the ball. But on the other hand. You know, if you're if you're an opposing pitcher, you can't you can't let your confidence uh, be shaken that easily. You've got to throw your best stuff right down the middle, and you've you've got to send the pitcher back to the dugout because this is the second inning of the game. This is that guy's first at bat of the season, and you can't just let him walk in a run. Yeah, and um, McCarthy was, like I said earlier, had a really good eye at the plate. He. Um, fouled off a couple. I mean, at the very, very least, even if he had gotten out, he wore down Kashner a little bit. The Kashner pitches, I think, probably averaged 97 for that at bat, um, including any breaking balls. And uh, he just couldn't throw a strike. He could throw 100, but it wasn't getting over the plate. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we had some momentum in that just added to it and added to the to Kachner's pitch count and maybe knocked him out of the game a little earlier than he would have because he's a, the Padres rotation is very very good top to bottom and we got to a solid pitcher really early partly because you know, you know of a walk in RBI yeah no that's a great point uh, so all right so we covered the game pretty well I think I think we've covered a lot of the new uh, faces on both the Dodgers and the Padres so I want to talk a little bit about you know. The stadium experience, because like like I said, we went to the game last night at Dodger Stadium, uh, versus watching it on TV. And uh, specifically, you know, you're, you're mentioning Ritual earlier and listening to Vince Scully, and these are all things that I was very excited to to move to Los Angeles to experience for myself. Uh, and now I find that apparently because of some uh, cable dispute or or something, uh, Time Warner is the only cable provider that you can actually watch the Dodgers on, um, and so. You know, I have UVerse. This is too much information for everyone. Um, but I'm just really bummed that I'm not going to be able to watch the Dodgers day in and day out because I kind of feel like that's how baseball should be appreciated is you should watch it in these waves, you know, these the, the average. You should watch them, you know, every day for maybe not the whole game, but for three innings anyway. Um, and, and so, yeah, so, you know, right now we're, I'm limited to uh, the radio, the stadium experience, Um and you know possibly illegal streams online or something, <laughs> but but so uh, how was the stadium experience for you last night at Dodger Stadium? That was my third or fourth game um, at Dodger Stadium, and I love how it's just sort of a no frills place, which is your phrase from a few years ago. It's just a really good ballpark. There's really no bad seats. There's no an amazing view of the hills when the sun's setting, and there's just kind of no. 
there's no real downside as a fan to watching a game at, at Dodger Stadium. We don't have Mr. Met uh, or the Pirate <laughs> Parrot, which is unfortunate. Yesterday, I suggested that we get uh, Mr. Met as the team mascot, even though it would make no sense. And then I, I suggested Mr. Mitt, <laughs> a giant walking baseball mitt. Because he's better than Mr. Met because he can catch Mr. Met. That, that sort of reminds me of the Brewers' old logo that was uh, well, the baseball glove oh, yeah. was actually an M and a B, which was the most mind-blowing thing when you're... Clever. In the graphic design in, like, middle school. But, yeah, I mean, it's a really, really great stadium for baseball fans. Um, it's a great place to watch a game. I've always really enjoyed it, no matter where I've sat. And the atmosphere is usually pretty great. I've seen um, the last... The last game I saw was around this time um, last year against the Giants, which is a huge rivalry, and um, it was just a really fun experience. Yeah, probably one of my favorite stadiums for really any sport. Yeah, same here. I I love Dodger Stadium. There's just something about the sort of 1950s design aesthetic, um, whether the trapezoids in center field or... Hexagons. The hexagons. The, the uh, jumbotrons are... are and the, sort of long hexagons. And the Dodger blue everywhere and just the nice, uh, was it future of font on all of the uh, yeah. screen? Like, it just, it, it, it's just pleasing to the eye, um, really. I mean, we were pretty high up, so it wasn't, seats weren't that great, but they weren't that bad either. Um, and aside from the cost of beer, it was, it was a pretty, pretty good time. Um, all right, so let's look ahead the rest of the season. Let's project 159 games later. Where do you see the Dodgers going this season? Where do you see the Padres going this season? Um, and of all of the players on the Dodgers, who do you think is going to have uh, either a breakout year or an MVP year? I'm going to have to say that I think Adrian Gonzalez will probably be the MVP of the team um, if the last couple of years are sort of any indication. If not, I think um, Howie Kendrick is someone that could very, very easily prove to be just a really smart pickup. He, like I said, he's always been really consistent, um, and he hits for average. He gets on base. He's quick. Um, his defense is solid, and um, you know our pitching staff. It's the last several seasons, in particular, just been kind of a dream staff. Um, I don't expect any sort of drastic dip in quality for any of them. And uh, as far as in the division, I I expect the Dodgers to win the division every year. In, in recent memory, I, I really do this year too. I have to see how the Giants look and uh, the Rockies. A lot of their season seems to depend on if Carlos uh, Gonzalez is healthy and Troy Tulowitzki. Um, I will be super embarrassed if I find out that neither of them are Rockies anymore. <laughs> um, but the Diamondbacks, um, n- I, nothing... Um, yeah, well, well, let's just skip the Diamondbacks. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah, I was, I was gonna correct. But I just, I don't, I don't think they're watch gonna be them, very watch good. them win the World Series this year. Yeah, we won fifteen of eighteen, I think, uh, against Arizona last year, and um, yeah, that's not good for. Well, them. so what about the Padres then? I mean, what, what do you think of this mission of you know we're not a small market team, um, and we're gonna spend and we're gonna get some players. We're gonna get Matt Kemp. We're gonna get Craig Kimbrell from the Braves. Do you think that, I mean, you know, obviously there's a short series and, and, you know, the Dodgers won the series two to one, but that's still one victory for the Padres and they can turn it around and kind of, you know, maybe ride a wave um, with with their hitting and superior uh, relief pitching. So so where do you see them for the rest of the season? Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell, um, you know, 
intangible things like team chemistry or for sort of lack of a better phrase to see if you know something just kind of clicks in them but if I was a Padres fan I would be very very disappointed if they weren't at least second in the division Um, competing for a wild card yeah they very much have a lineup to make it into the postseason and maybe go um, you know win a round or two okay so Dodgers win the NL West the Padres finish second do you see either of these teams going to the World Series, or maybe uh, is there another team out there that's that you've got your eye on that you might watch for the rest of the season, or are you strictly going to be uh, an NL West kind of guy for until October? Uh, most of the games I'll hear will be NL West games. I kind of follow the division more closely than maybe the rest of the league, except uh, when the Pirates are playing. So I would say, you know, there's. I can't really think of anyone else. I mean, the Cardinals are always kind of a threat. The Reds are supposed to look really good this year. But in the National League, I mean, I it's kind of the same situation as the past couple of years. The Dodgers, I feel like I'd be surprised if they didn't win, you know, around 90 games. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully make it another World Series this year. As long as they don't face St. Louis in the playoffs. That's correct. <laughs> All right, Sam. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the big game. Let's do this again soon. Uh, I don't know. Fuck it. Let's go to Anaheim. Let's see the Angels. I will be back at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks for having me. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the big game. If you haven't yet, subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review on iTunes if you like what you hear. You can also subscribe on Stitcher, and you can leave a review there. Uh, Let me know what you think. Drop me a line on Twitter, at JethroTarget. Stay tuned for more next week on The Big Game.